we know some pretty amazing agency owners with some really amazing stories. Subscribe to the Agency Collective Tales, where we chat to agency owners about what they are doing right now to make sure their agency not just survives, but thrives. Welcome to this episode of the Agency Collective Tales. This time we are joined by the very awesome Jennifer Stanley, who runs Appetite Creative. We talk to her about what it's like running an agency across three countries um, and what the challenges were and what prompted her to start her agency. It's a good one, guys. Jen, thank you so much for um, joining us on the uh, Agency Collective Tales. Thrilled to have you on board. How have you been keeping? Yes, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, very well, thank you. I mean, um, it's it's been tough, but I can see light at the end of the tunnel, um, which is which is great. Hooray! Where are you at the moment? I am sitting in very hot, sweaty Madrid. Amazing! I'm so jealous. Is it is it lovely now? Has it all calmed down there, or is it still frozen? Um, we had probably one of the toughest lockdowns, right? So serious, serious military lockdown. Um, guns on the street asking you where you were going and needing permission and authorization. So it was a very, very tough lockdown. Um, things are starting to move. Now we've got traffic and traffic jams again, so that's a downside. Um, but there's lots of restaurants and things that are still closed. That are still closed. Yeah. All right. When, when do you think that will all open? Well, I don't know. A lot of things are actually saying they're not going to reopen. So I think there's going to be quite a lot of change in terms of you know, um, shops that may have had huge, um, huge, these are kind of outside commercial centres and things, they seem to be um, closing down. So I think there's going to be a huge change. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I think there's a lot of um, restaurant chains where a lot of their restaurants won't be open and things like that as well. So I think there'll be a lot of change here. Crikey. You know, the pubs are opening here next week, this week. So I heard, so I heard. My, my sister lives opposite a pub, so she's been having home deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> Making the most of it, amazing. Yeah. Um, Jen, I just, um, I think you're great since you, you know, we met last year and you joined the Agency Collective. And I just wondered if you would share with our listeners um, your story of how you started your agency. Sure, yeah, no problem. So maybe maybe a little unconventional, um, or, ma- or maybe not. Um, I'd been um, head of commercial for a technology, for several technology companies, um, and that had kind of been ongoing um, for, for a number of years. And um, I'd certainly got a little bit frustrated, um, as, as many people do. Um, so as I had got frustrated, I decided one of the best things might be to, to move country and maybe by moving country that would um, sort my frustrations and I wouldn't feel so so bored or frustrated so I convinced my company because they um, promoted me to European uh, commercial director for, for Europe I convinced them that obviously I needed to do that from another country and that's how I managed to <laughs> get hot up in Spain yeah exactly so um, you know I, I started to do that and I opened up all the all the European offices um, for the technology company um, around Europe. And then after that, they said, oh, great, now you can go to the States and do the same for us in America. But that wasn't really what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, I had just moved really to Spain with my daughter, who at the time was two, two and three years old, just turned three. Um, and um, I'd started to settle down in Spain. So my idea of then upping, upping sticks and, you know, hauling us all the way out to the States was really not what I thought 
um, was what was our future. Um, they, they, <laughs> I remember when they actually turned around to me and I said, oh, I wasn't really sure that, that was in the, the roadmap, but they said, oh, well, I don't know what your problem is. The military move their kids all the time and it doesn't affect them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was like, hang on a sec, um, this is uh, ad tech, so it's not quite the same as the military. <laughs> so what are you talking about? You say actually, I part of your army. Yeah, so um, I kind of had to think really quickly. Um, I was in Spain, I didn't really speak the language, certainly not well enough to go and get a job outside of perhaps being a, a waitress. Um, and so I just had to think really quickly about what I was going to do. Um, I had always had this kind of secret thought that I could probably... Do a, do a better job than the company that I was, I was currently working for. Um, and I'd, I'd met a guy in Spain who I wanted to um, continue that relationship with, see if that went anywhere. And obviously, ultimately, my daughter, I didn't want to start dragging her around the world. So we wanted to stay in Spain. She was happy. And for those reasons, I wanted to stay as well. And so um, I kind of just decided that the best thing to do was to open an agency <laughs> and start a business because obviously that is the solution to all your problems. Um, and so that's, that's really what I did. And um, I had no real connections in Spain. And as I said, I couldn't really speak the language. So um, I obviously started, I opened the company in the UK. I um, started flying back every Tuesday to Thursday, seeing clients, seeing contacts, trying to start things up. Um, I had obviously people I'd been working with who, who really um, supported me, which was fantastic. So they started as, as freelancers for me and I got a few jobs in and they started doing freelance work for me. And it started to form what looked a little bit like a, an agency and a little bit like a business. And, and from there on it grew. Um, so it was pretty, pretty manic in the start. And uh, we're five and a half years in now. And uh, we're UK, Spain. We did open Spain. We opened Spain now, I think two years ago. Um, and also we have uh, Dubai as well. You're bloody amazing. <laughs> I, I think that's so inspiring. So we've we've had um, last month was Women in Agencies Month, and we've talked a lot about the like the barriers to women starting and fa founding their own agencies, um, and a lot of it's to do with like the innate lack of confidence that we have that that little girls are told to be to be careful to to watch themselves um, whereas boys are just told go for it old boys will be boys and they're 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 far more gung-ho and think sod it I'll give it a go what do you what was it have you always been like that what what was it in you that made you think sod it I'm gonna stop an agency <laughs> I'd love to say it was because I was I was brimming with confidence because I wasn't um and um a lot of you know a lot of the time i you know at the end of the day which my end of the day at those times might have been two or three in the morning i might just have sat there crying going what am i doing i can't do this you know why am i fooling myself and all that type of stuff so i can't say that it was a situation where you know i just felt full of confidence and everything was was great um i think my back was against the wall i i had to provide for my daughter so there was there was little um room for turning back really um I, I didn't for various personal reasons i didn't really want to come back to the uk um and therefore as i said i wasn't going to be able to get a job in spain limited ability to move anywhere else i'm the only person who provides for my daughter so get out and make it work because there is no other option it's that or don't eat so <laughs> get on with it and so really it was there wasn't there was no other option there was no way of saying anything else so when i had those moments and I had a lot of them. Um, 
just had to, you know, tomorrow's a new day and I'm just going to attack it right over from the beginning and, and just keep going. And um, that's it really. I didn't really have any magic spell, but just have to keep going and forget about it and keep going. You're so tenacious. Did you, did you, um, in those early days, did you make loads of mistakes? Did you, did you have to just learn really quickly? Were you, did you do things with trepidation? Were you, were you cautious and nervous about the, the types of clients or were you just thinking, fuck it, let's just go all in, take any jobs we can and I'll work out how we're going to deliver on it later? Yeah, I think I definitely made loads of mistakes. Oh my goodness. I mean, I'd never run a business. I didn't really know what I was, I was doing. We made mistakes with the VAT scheme that we signed up to when we lost the opportunity to have saved loads of money in the first year and all those type of things that I just didn't really know what I was doing. Um, so yeah, lo 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 lots of little mistakes like that. Um, one job, we, we took on one job too many to, to, to the people that I actually had really trusted and close to me. Um, to fulfill and I, and I took it on because of course you just take you know in the beginning you take the jobs that are there yeah. and um, we outsourced to well it doesn't matter where they were from we outsourced to, to somewhere and it was a nightmare and they didn't reply and I had loads of sleepless nights because they weren't responding and you know I was really worried that we weren't gonna be able to deliver to the client it was supposed to be I can't remember but let's say it was, delivered, it was supposed to be delivered on the Friday they hadn't responded all day Saturday all day Sunday I felt so sick that we weren't gonna be able to deliver to the client Monday the person said oh we've been sick but we've we've got everything and it's ready and of course I sent it to the client and they didn't notice the difference between Friday night and Monday morning so it was all okay but it was kind of then when I realized you know we can't um, you can't take risks like that. People will sell you the nice story, but then you're really relying on somebody that you don't know. You're not in the same country as them. Yeah. Um, and it just ruins my whole weekend to the point of where, you know, I'm sure I was a really horrible person all weekend. And I just felt literally sick the whole weekend that we weren't going to be able to deliver to this client. Luckily mm -hmm. we did, but all the stress and everything else was, was terrible. So there were some big learnings, really big learnings in the beginning. Um, I'd say well, I was, you know, we're still learning now about how to make things better and do things better. How many staff have you got now? In total, because we have um, a couple of very trusted um, freelancers, contractors that, that, that we bring on, um, 23. Split over the three countries? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. How have you found it? How, how are you feeling now about um, sort of the, the pandemic? Because your, your whole structure of your week has changed dramatically, right? You, you used to flit around the world massive. yeah massive change in that sense i mean i was at least doing three maybe four perhaps five trips a month um which is insane really um so there's a bit actually been a massive benefit which is that you know for my own sanity i haven't had to travel so much which has been really nice um but also you know we we were based in an office a lot of the time so even though we're based across three different places um a lot of us are in the in, in the office in Madrid. Uh, so we, we quickly moved on to Microsoft Teams. We weren't using that before. We quickly moved on to that. And that has actually really helped. I think we, um, we started something called the Appetite Olympics. And um, we just had every, every other day, somebody had to run a game. Um, and that was, their, that was their Olympic game. And then they had to give points to people. And then we had winners at the end of the month. And they won a... Uh, uh, a munch delivery so there was lots of different things that we sent food and stuff um, generally food that you couldn't get in that country but that was that from that person's country so uh -huh. for example yeah so um, the last one an American guy 
um, that's, that's been with us and he's been moaning all the time that he couldn't get these particular chips that he wanted um, and old El Paso um, sauce and all this kind of stuff that he really wanted. Um, we, we ordered that for him and sent that to his house. So we've got a really, we've got a really mix of um, cultural people in our team. So we have you know, British, Croatian, Bulgarian, American, Spanish, obviously, Italian, Portuguese. Um, I'm missing some people, so apologies there. But we have a huge mix of different nationalities. Um, and so it was really nice because people had different ideas of what they wanted to do with the Olympic Games. And then, you know, whoever won got specific things that they wanted um, sent to them. And we've probably become closer as a team than when we were in the office all the time together. Um, and it's changed the way we work. So now we only go to the office on Mondays um, and the rest of the time, unless you want to, um, you can work from home. That's brilliant. So is this your is this your post lockdown life now? That's that's how it's going to be. Meet meet on a Monday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For now, um, certainly till December, until we see if it if it works. It might not work. It might be that we decide that we have to go back to something else. Um, but at the moment, it's it's working well. People are happy. Um, work is 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 being done and to a high standard. So yeah, I, I think it's a uh, certainly our short term vision. Were you nervous at first thinking, oh God, they're just going to be at home all day. How do I keep tabs on them? How do I control them? Definitely. I mean, especially because we're quite a young team. We have uh, some senior people. And of course, for those, you know, we all know about working from home. We've all worked from home before. Um, we've all worked from different countries before. We've been working on planes and all that kind of stuff. So those guys, obviously, I had no problem. But we also have a young team who this might be their second or, or third job. They've never worked from home before. Um, and also just Netflix might be too might be too much for them throughout the day yeah do you know but also just to support them because the, I, you know one guy he got really really stressed um, he just said that he wasn't really coping very well because he wasn't able to talk to anyone he lived alone so he had nobody in his house so he had no one else to speak to he said that he felt really isolated that's when that when he started saying that it was very early on it was only been I think on lockdown a week and a half or something and he was he was really show, showing that kind of you know unable to interact with people just about fun stuff that's why we came up with the idea of the olympic games and that really helped him and then he was the guy that i said was the american guy who then won the stuff so <laughs> uh, in the last one so um you know it worked well for him but yeah i was i was very worried um that just people wouldn't be able to cope on that of course people wouldn't get their work done i mean naturally i want to make sure that we we do everything our clients expect us to do and yeah. more. How so? Running an international team, how how important is communication, and how what sort of methods of communication do you use? Um, how do you talk to your staff? Do you still micromanage? Um, I'm interested to know that because I know there we've got quite a few agencies within the AC that are thinking about maybe um, offices in other countries or, or or diversifying in that way. So I'm just interested to know how you manage it. Sure. So we do um, two things. Um, we do rely heavily on technology and tools. So we do have teams. Um, we do have um, WhatsApp groups as well, specifically for maybe non-work specific, because we find that on teams, people don't want to talk about the kind of chatty stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of happens on WhatsApp. And then you have teams for um, project related conversation and, and project communication. But we also make sure we start the day um with two separate calls so sales and marketing is the team that i lead and then the studio manager she leads the design and development team 
um, and then that way everybody knows what they're doing um, and everybody has a, a quick interaction at the beginning of the day and I think that just sets people up in the right way um, I find it useful even for me you know I go through my to-do list and then I, I, you know I get into the call and um, you know everybody walks through their to-do list and their concerns for the day or whatever and I think that's a really great way to start um, yes, so we we did do kind of um, stand-ups before the lockdown, but once the lockdown started, it just became more important. And now we just realised that it is a, a great way for everybody just to do that communication. And then, as I said, the people who are physically available, um, we, we still, you know, meet together on a Monday. Um, and then we have those other people call in. Um, so it's just really important to start the day, I think, in the right way, because then mm -hmm. everyone's set up. Yeah. And I guess you've created a culture where the the staff member that you mentioned that was feeling anxious and, and not not settled at all um they feel that they can come and talk to you about that right yeah yeah i mean i try as, as hard as i can it's a, it's a delicate line because as an agency owner um you're, you're normally starting out a, a quite a small business and you end up being really friendly with the people who are in your business and one of the mistakes that i found which is a really fine line to to go between is being their friend and then also being their manager, being their boss. And sometimes that can really backfire on you. And, um, and then, you, then you also take it really, really personally when they, when they decide that they want to leave or they do something that they shouldn't have done. And then you kind of take it really personally. So I think it's a really difficult place to be as an agency owner because you do want to be their friend. You do want to make sure that you look after them. Um, but there also has to be that level where you remember perhaps, or I remember that, you know, they are my employee, they're not actually my best friends and don't take everything so personally. That I think is one of the really hard things that I've had to try and struggle with. Um, yeah. And then kind of, you know, mentally not beating yourself up because of whatever might, might have happened, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I completely understand. Another thing I think is great about you guys at Appetite Creative is you are so innovative and you seem to have your finger on the pulse. So you were like the first one to be releasing tips on um you know, the mental health resources or awesome things to watch on netflix or you know you 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 always and your your podcast as well you're always coming up with really savvy innovative marketing ideas and i know that's part of part of, of what you guys do but how how does that happen and how do you keep it fresh and, and brainstorm with your team again when you're when you're far away yeah, I mean, definitely, we pride ourselves on being innovative. That's that's what we do. So we're different. We're not really a creative agency as such. We normally come in and deliver a particular project or a particular campaign because the current creative agency hasn't got the technical skills um, to deliver it or the creative skills to actually deliver it. So that's, you know, what we pride ourselves on. So because we find that really important, we try and find time to make sure that we do do the brainstorming around it. Um, everybody's welcome to the brainstorm. We use um, we use online tools. Um, there's Miro, for example, where you can um, move around different um, ideas on a board. People can just scribble on um, virtual post-it notes. So it's almost like you're all together in in person, but you're not. We have cameras on, video cameras on, so people can um, see each other's faces. We try and say that you're not allowed to have your your camera off, not because we think you're doing something else, but when you're speaking to somebody's face, you know, it's much it's 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 much more personal than if you're just speaking to you know the letter which is in the circle, which is quite disconnected. Um, 
So we just, we use a lot of online tools and we just try and make people feel that they're really involved. And of course, remembering, not everybody has English as their first language either. So we have to be really, really patient with people who, who might take a little bit longer to explain their idea um, and make sure that everybody, you know, supports everybody and, and has that time of, of welcoming environment so that the ideas that people have can come out. Because, you know, just because you can't speak perhaps the best English doesn't mean your idea isn't going to be the best. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Jen. One one last thing I just wanted to bring up with you. Um, we obviously have done uh, women in agencies. We did an event together, um, Agency Collective and Feminish last year. And um, what um, what I really wanted to know is you've created a really diverse workforce, loads of nationalities. Um, and in terms of you are passionate about supporting women in business, um, why do you think diversity is important in an agency and what what do you think it brings to your agency um being being diverse and, and having people from different backgrounds different genders yeah it's it's it is for us the most important thing to make sure that we have a direct a diverse team um people from different backgrounds different culture different upbringings um different languages like i mentioned and um i think that it helps us in so many different ways to be more creative because people have different points of view people approach things from a different way because their backgrounds different they had a different learning experience different work experience wherever that might be so you know what one person thinks is obviously the answer is very different to what somebody else thinks is obviously the answer which is fantastic because it means we can then look at all of those different ideas and um, and become much more creative about it i also think it means that we have the ability to um not just be more creative but also be the right agency for a much larger group of um, clients because we have the ability to obviously understand them in a different way so the obvious is obviously language um but the other is also around cultural um, types of uh, businesses as well, because of course we have such a diverse group. It means that we can actually understand a lot more of, of clients' briefs than if we just decided, you know, we're just going to be male or female, white, 18 to 25 years old or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually have the ability to answer more briefs. So it works in a creative sense, but it also works in a, a literal, can we actually answer more different projects and be closer to the client as well. Yeah, amazing, brilliant. Any any final words of wisdom for, for agency owners that are perhaps starting out? Um, I've I, I tried to give a few little uh, tips there, but um, I don't know, I just think perhaps believing yourself, there's gonna be bad days, there's gonna be good days. And um, if you want it enough and you put in enough hard work, it'll happen. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Jenny, you absolute star. It's been brilliant having you on. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for tuning in this time, guys. Don't forget to subscribe, keep an eye out for our new podcasts, and join us next time when I'm speaking to James Hakesley from Cube Video. We hear about how he dealt with the challenges faced during corona um, and what he was doing for his local community. It's a really interesting one. We'll see you then.